Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Well, on your way back to your seats or before you're seated, give somebody a high five, maybe a hug or a handshake. Let them know you are glad to see them here at Word of Life Church. Hallelujah. We are glad that you are here. Can we go ahead and give it up for all of our first-time guests? Yes. We are so glad you are here if this is your first time at Word of Life. And also, we have an online campus. Let's not forget about all the people watching all around the world globally. Let's give them a hand clap. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every week, wherever you're watching from. We hope you're able to make it here at one of our services here at Word of Life. Well, this morning, I want you to go ahead and we're gonna get right into it. Are you guys ready to hear God speak to your heart? I know I am. Um, my name is Hope Lamberson. If you don't know, I am our next gen pastor here on staff and I am so thankful for the opportunity to share at this service with you guys. You know, as I was praying about some things the Lord would have me to speak on, and there was a couple of different topics that, you know, came about, and I just began to just really go after this thing in my personal life with God, and he was like, I want you to communicate a message about what your hope, uh, your name means is hope. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'm not so sure about that, God, but today's message title is called Hope Found. And we're gonna open up our Bibles, if you brought your Bibles, um, to Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And here, this is a common scripture. If you've been raised in church or you've gone to church over your course of life, you probably have heard of this scripture before. And it basically just says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Now, you know, all of us in here have been lost at some point in time in our lives. Maybe you were lost before Christ, but then maybe you're in here today and you actually know Christ. You're actually saved, you come to church, you, you listen to podcasts, you do devotionals, you read your Bible. But all of us face things that we've lost in our lives. Maybe you're in here and you have lost your joy, you've lost your peace. Maybe you've lost something that is of value to you. Maybe it was a wedding ring or maybe it was even as a child, your parents gave you something that you truly treasured, like you just loved it. And then maybe as life went on, you misplaced this precious, valuable thing that your parents gave you and it's lost. Maybe you're in here today and you're watching even online and you've not only lost joy and peace, maybe you're out there and you're watching and you say, Hope, I've actually lost in my home. I've experienced loss on my job. I've experienced a loss with maybe losing a parent or losing a child, or maybe you had this amazing opportunity that was given to you to just find out that it's lost. Maybe you're out there and you're listening just right now and you're like, Hope, I don't know if I can truly hope again. I've lost too many things. And maybe even out of all this loss that you and I have experienced, because we're all human, I'm human, I've experienced loss in my own life and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that here later on in the message. But maybe out of this loss, you've experienced some emotions. 
Maybe you've experienced sadness or grief, or maybe you've experienced um, different things that range from hate or anger. Maybe there's a root of bitterness in your heart, maybe offense. Maybe you've even had the emotion of hurt or disappointment. And you've even found yourself not only asking, can I ever hope again? Is it even possible? But maybe just through your situations of losing hope and experiencing loss, you find yourself thinking that my hope is really not just lost, it's died. I'm a huge fan of defining words. And I'm not like a book nerd or anything like that, but I just love definitions. Anybody else out there like definitions? You like to know what something is? And so when I looked up the word and the definition of hope, it just simply means this, and they're gonna put some of these on the screen. It means to assume the good of something. And it doesn't just assume that something good is going to happen, it actually expects that something good is going to happen. It is a firm expectation. It believes that no matter how bad things get in your life and my life, that God is still gonna come through, that God is still on our side, that God still loves you and I. And hope also believes that it is confident, it is stable, it is secure, it is unmovable, it is unshakable. And so maybe you're out there and you're thinking, gee, that sounds amazing. Like to have the definition of hope lived out every single day in my life, regardless of what I've experienced, regardless of what I've lost in my life, you're telling me that I can still find hope. Absolutely. But there is another side of that as well. The Bible talks about in John 10, 10, it says that there is a thief, that there is an enemy, that there is an adversary, there is the devil. He is out there and he is looking every single day in the lives of ourselves, in the lives of our family, our kids, our coworkers, and his number one mission in your life and in my life is to steal from us. It's to kill us. It's to defeat us. It is to destroy us. But Jesus said that I've not only just come to seek and say what has been lost in your life, but I have come so that you can have life, so that I can have life, and not just any kind of life. God says to have life to the full, to live life to the fullest. That just means like living life that you're living right now is better. You know, we hear these phrases out there, I'm living my best life, really? Just saying. I mean, I don't know about you, but even out of the good things that have happened in my life, like I hope that tomorrow is better. And not only do I just hope, and we throw around that word, I hope things work out for you, but hope is confident. It's unmovable, it's unshakable. It means that when nothing, uh, anything bad that comes in my way, it means nothing is going to get me or stop me to quit hoping again because God is still God and God is still true and his word still works if I work the word. So it doesn't matter. Whatever you lost out there, whatever you experienced, whatever pain you've gone through, everyone goes through things. But I'm here to tell you today that you can find hope. Regardless of what your life is looking like right now, regardless of what the thief has stolen from you. See, the enemy tries to send situations and people across our paths 
so that we not only lose hope, but it robs us of our hope based on what we've lost. And Jesus said, I've come. I've come for you. And no matter what happens, I'm still coming. He's such a good father. He's such a merciful father. You know, when I think back in my own personal life, and I'm gonna get really vulnerable with you guys. When I think back of all the things that I have lost in my life, you know, there's different seasons. We all go through different seasons and journeys and pathways and, and things like that. And when I think of loss in my life, I think of even going back all the way where my hope died when I was 16 years old. 16 years old and now I'm 38. You can do the math, I'm still young, amen. Uh, still got it going on. <laughs> and so. When I was 16 years old, I had a tragic situation happen where I was on a youth ski mission trip and there was a lot of female complications going on in my world and in my body and things weren't lining up and especially in that kind of high altitude, it just didn't work well. And so it literally, um, it was just a terrible, huge mis, you know, mishap basically that happened where I was losing a lot of blood and I was losing it fast and it was everywhere. And everyone on the trip could see me coming down the mountain cause snow is white and this was not. And so basically when I got down to the end of the mountain, we had to go and stay in the Denver hospital. I had to have an emergency blood transfusion, 16 years old. I thought I was going to die at 16. Then at 18 years old, grew up in the ministry, grew up loving God, serving God, knowing all the right things to do, all the right things to say, all the right things to act. And then, you know, my dad, he basically gave me two options when I graduated from high school. He was like, Hope, you're either going to stay here and go to a local college and do all these things that you need to do for a four-year university, or you can do what me and your mom did and go to Bible school. And personally, I hated studying, so I was like, we're down, we're going to Bible school. Like, it's two-year school, we're going to do that, that's just the better option. And so I found myself at Bible school and I found myself alone. It was the first time I'd ever been away from home with all these responsibilities of having to live life several states away from what I was used to. And I found myself making critical life choices that were not the best choices. Like a lot of things that I did and said and a lot of places I went and a lot of people that I surrounded myself began to influence me in a negative way while I was at Bible school. And every time I was around those situations, I would go home knowing, hope you shouldn't be here, you shouldn't be doing this. If, if people just knew of this or if your parents knew and all these kind of things. And I began to go home every single night thinking my hope is died. I've lost myself. I don't even know who I am anymore. And then I remember at 20 years old, 20 years old, I'm still at Bible school, living the way I need to be living finally, doing what I need to be doing. And a month before I graduate Bible school, I get a phone call saying my father's passed away of a heart attack, unexpectedly. My hope died that day. God, I'm serving you now. I'm loving you, I'm doing what you're asking me to do. I feel a call and hope died. Then I can remember fast forward 26 years old. 26 years old, I've been married 
six, seven years into it. And so, you know, we're like, we're gonna start a family. We're gonna do this thing. Like we're gonna have some kids and it's gonna be great. And that's the next thing, you know, of course, everybody tells you next thing you do is go to college, get married, have kids. And then when's your next kid? And the cycle just keeps going on and on and on. So I was like, we're gonna have kids. And little did I know that when I went to my female doctor and then also a fertility doctor, they said, Hope, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have a 99% chance of ever having a child. My hope died that day. I was crushed. I was devastated. And then fast forward a few more years later, 34 years old, three kids later, come back to that. Three kids later, I remember going through all these different emotions and cycles and just different things that have happened in my life. And, you know, I witnessed something, someone that was very dear to my close and really seeing them in this phase of life that they were in, it crushed me because they were very dear to my heart. And it was almost like they had given up on life themselves. They had given up on their dreams and their goals and, and they were very dear to me. And so to witness something like that, I was like, it's over. They've lost all hope. Also at 34 years old on my third son, he uh, was just about a month to be born and they noticed something on the sonogram. It was no longer, hey, like it's a completely healthy baby. They noticed that there was a dilation in his kidney, which really didn't seem like a big deal is what they say because it's very common is what they say in boys. And so I was like, okay, so they were like, worst case scenario, you'll probably have to go to the children's hospital a couple times a year to get the kidney and, and things going on in his body, you know, examine those to see if he can pull through with it. That was devastating to me. My other two boys were completely healthy. Sure, there were some challenges and disappointments and letdowns along the way, but I still couldn't locate what was different with this one. And then also at 36 years old, the same child, my last son, we began to notice like all these different spots showing up all over his skin. And really I was like, what is, what is this? What is happening? So I took him to the pediatrician. They were basically like, Hope, I wouldn't worry about it. It's okay. You know, he's probably gonna come through for it, but it's really out of our league. I think you need to go to a dermatologist. So I was like, okay, we took him to a dermatologist. Little did we know that we were going in for some news for the doctor to say, worst case scenario, it could be leukemia. That's something you never wanna hear, not just about yourself, but your child. And so I'm human like you. I've gone through loss. I've gone through disappointments. I've gone through shame, regret, hurt. I've lost my hope. I've lost myself at times. I've even lost what I'm supposed to do with my life. And see, many of us go through the stage of life, this journey of life where regardless of what loss we've lost in our lives, regardless of the emotions that we've experienced along the way, we still some part down deep within us, whether we know Christ or not, whether it's a 1%, a 5%, a 55%, something on the inside of us still wants to believe that there is hope. Something on the inside of us still wants to believe that regardless of what is happening around us, that God is still God, that he still loves us, that he's still gonna come through for us, that there is still good in the world. So you ask yourself the question like I ask myself 
the question after all these years. Where do I start? Where do I start to hope again and to find hope again? Well, it first starts with this. It's a choice. Hope is a choice. You see, when I was writing this message, I began to think about all these, you know, top ways I could tell people how they could find hope and hope again and supercharge you and get your expectancy out there and that kind of thing. And it was a lot. I was like, I could tell them A, B, and C, and it was like four or five things. And then one day God was like, no, I just want you to pick the one that you've lived out wholeheartedly. So I was like, God, really at looking at it, they're all good. But I was like, the one that has brought me through every single one of those situations is being the one that I chose to hope. It was my choice. And see, that's what hope is. Hope is not a feeling. Hope is not maybe we'll get the job. Maybe we'll get the promotion. Maybe I won't stay single forever. Maybe I'll quit doing drugs. Hope is confident. Hope expects it, hope sees it, hope believes it, hope goes after it and pushes towards it regardless of what the setback is because it's a firm expectation. It doesn't always have to see it, it just believes it. It believes that God is gonna come through and it was my choice and you have to make the choice. I have to make the choice, not just one time when things come up in your life that are bad enough for seeing. No, every single day, you and I have to make the choice. Do I believe that God is real or do I believe that his word works or is it all a lie? And you know what? It's my choice. It's your choice. Hope is a decision. It is a choice. It is not a feeling. It is not a moment where you're just caught up in it. When things are good, you hope for it. It's through the good, the bad, the ugly, and whatever else you wanna call it, hope keeps choosing to press on. Hope keeps choosing to walk in the fullness that God has come, just like he said in John 10, I have come. I have come for you to live life and live it to the fullest. And when you wanna quit and you wanna doubt and you wanna give up, God says, that is why I have come. Put your hope in me, put your assurance, put your confidence, put your trust in the almighty God. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you and I have lost. It doesn't matter five years from now, tomorrow or the next day, some things are gonna be out of our control. Hope doesn't change a bad diagnosis. Hope doesn't even change an unforeseen circumstance. You know what hope changes? You. Hope changes you. Hope changes me, how? When I make the choice. When I make the choice, my pastor doesn't make it, my mom doesn't make it, my husband doesn't make it, when I make the choice. When you make the choice and you and I get a revelation and we say, today I'm going to choose hope because here's what I've learned. When I choose hope, I not only find hope, I find Jesus. When I choose hope, I not only find hope, but I find Jesus. My go-to scripture is this, is in Hebrews. If you turn over there to Hebrews chapter six. You know, there's a lot of things in our lives that we put our hope in. And really when it comes down to the things that have happened in your life, and in my life, whether or not we choose hope to find hope and find Christ, it's not just our choice, but it's what we're anchored in. 
You know, a boat has a big anchor. And when the storms of life blow, or when it seems like the ship is gonna crash or move from one side to another, that anchor gets released down and it goes down deep. And it's anchored in the bedrock under the ocean so that nothing can move it. It's unmovable. And God says here in Hebrews chapter six that he is our anchor. You know, when I look back on the course of my own life and I think about all the different things that I've walked through and gone through and and what my life is looking like, I can remember a point in time in the year of 2015 where really was the time and the moment that I had to choose hope like never before. And in that moment of time, I not only chose hope, but I found Christ. You may say, Hope, that sounds crazy. Like, how do you find Christ and you grew up in ministry already and you went to Bible school and you know, you've been working here at the church for 18 years and you're doing all this kind of stuff and you're, you're just now finding Christ in the year of 2015. What I'm talking about is finding Christ is like, it's for real. Like it's no more surface Christianity. It's no more just coming to church and just acting like we've got it all figured out. And don't misunderstand me. There's a lot of things that God wants to figure out in our lives. But I had this one encounter with God that he says he wants us to encounter him every single day like this. And this encounter happened to me in the year of 2015 and I just went to God in all my brokenness. I went to God, I laid it out on all the table, the time I was 16 to 18 to 20 to 24, 26, 34 and 36, because those were some significant points in my life that I felt like I lost hope, that my hope died. I went to Christ and I'm pouring my heart out to God and I'm like, God, what, what do I do? Like, what do I do with my life? Who am I? Like, who are you calling me to be? What is it that you want me to do that is gonna cause others to want to be found in you, to love you, to serve you, to push on regardless of anything? He was like, hope, it's easy. You've been doing it. I was like, what? He said, you've made the choice. Not everybody makes the choice and makes it daily to hope. And he said, but you've been doing it. You see, when I grew up, and it's funny, my mom is sitting here on the front row and I was having coffee with her a few weeks back and so I was talking to her, shooting the breeze with her and I was like, mom, you know, like when you and dad named me Hope, like why did y'all do that? Cause like growing up, I really, and I told her this, I was like, I hate to crush it mom, but I hated my name. I was like, who names their daughter Hope of all things? That was just my personal experience. I just didn't care for it. And she was like, well, your dad and I, the Lord told us to, to name you that because it's significant. Everybody needs hope. Everybody needs hope. Wherever you are in your life, whatever you're going through, God says he's your anchor. He says he's my anchor. And as I began to pour my heart out in 2015, it was no longer about me just living life by routine. It was about me surrendering everything I was to God. It was about bringing all the pieces out on the floor and saying, God, you see every failure, every shame, every mistake, you see every regret, you see all the good times, the bad times, and the ugly, you know the future. And I said, God, I just wanna know you. And he said, Hope, now you no longer have to be afraid. You no longer have to be afraid of what I'm asking you to do and where I'm taking you because you understand that in choosing hope, 
you find me. And I'm here to tell you today, make the choice. Make the choice to find hope. Make the choice to surrender everything you have over to God. It's in the quiet times that when you leave out of here and you're on your job and you wanna give up and quit, when you're out there and you're struggling in your finances or you're out there and you're dealing with a sickness in your child's body or your body or you're thinking, does God truly love me? Why do all these bad things happen? Where is God and when is he gonna come through? He's coming through and he's coming through now and he's coming through today and tomorrow and five years from now. If you choose hope, it's not a feeling. It's something that you encounter when you have Jesus Christ by your side every single day that you're putting your confidence in him regardless of the situation. And in here in in Hebrews 6, 19, Amplified Version says this, now we have this hope. It is sure, it is a steadfast anchor of the soul. It is immovable, it cannot slip. It cannot break down under pressure. Have you ever been pressured? Yeah. Me too. It cannot break down under pressure when our hope is our anchor. Whoever steps out upon it that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. Verse 20 says this, where Jesus has entered in for us in advance. Jesus goes before you. You may feel alone. And maybe you're watching right now online and you're scared and you feel alone, and you feel like no one gets you, no one understands you, God does. God sees you, and he says that regardless of what you and I have lost, that when we hold on to the hope of anchor, come on, when we trust in God, when we're not moved, because let me tell you something, when you get a revelation like I've got a revelation about who God is and the love that he has for you and the things that he has for you, nothing will scare you. Nothing will move you, not no bad doctor's report, not what is happening in your home, in your finances, in your kids, on your job. Nothing will move you because you hold fast and you're safe and secure in God's word and the promise that he has for you. You're unstoppable, you're unmovable. Nothing will shank you because you're anchored in God. And not only is your hope anchored in God, but you know what that verse, the end of that verse of Hebrews says? It says, because Jesus is your forerunner. That means before you even get to your next job, your next relationship, your next whatever, God says, I have gone. I have gone before you. I am in the move. I am in the work because I am your forerunner. And I've already gone there in advance and I've already defeated and I've already conquered it. I've took out all shame, all guilt. I've taken it all away because I am there. I am your forerunner. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our anchor. It doesn't happen overnight. I love to tell you it does. But hope is a choice. I'm gonna ask the band to go ahead and come back up. Hope is a choice. And I believe many of you out there that are watching and you're sitting there, can I just say don't give up? Amen. Because what? That, that's what the thief wants, right? He's trying to steal from you. He's trying to steal my kids from me with their health. He messed with the wrong person. 
He's not gonna steal my family away from me. He's not gonna steal my home away from me. He's not gonna steal my marriage away from me. He's not gonna steal from me because God said that I've come to seek and save what was lost. I've come to seek and save it. It doesn't matter what the loss looks like in your life. He came after you, he runs towards you. He runs towards me every single day. He's the shepherd, he's a good father. And in that year in 2015, when I found Christ, I found my hope, I got my hope back again because of my relationship with God. It was not just living life to say, hey, maybe today's a better day. Maybe today's gonna work out. Maybe this and that. No, it wasn't a maybe about it. God says that I am there. And if you speak it and you walk it and you declare it out, it doesn't matter what the enemy throws in front of you. Because let me tell you about all those things that happened in my life. All those things that I told you, they were like, man, that's bad. Man, I can't believe that happened to her, right? 16 years old, got the blood transfusion, I lived and not died. 18 years old, when I thought my world had ended, I thought I had shamed everything my parents were about, their life, their ministry, myself, my future. No. Right before my dad passed away, he was there in the midst of all that, all that hurt. You know what he said? He said, Hope, I forgive you. Hope, I love you just like the Father loves you, that there is hope. After my father dies, passes away, now we're living in this church. The goodness of God, there is hope. 34 years old, son's kidneys going to the hospitals in and out, two years. Every bad diagnosis, my God came through. Kidneys completely healed. Everything in that child's body is restored. The person I was talking to you about that had some things that they were working on, tests and trials that I saw them giving up on their life, they're restored completely, moving in the right direction that God has for them, believing like never before that God still loves them, that God still comes through for them. 36, last son, I have three boys now. Maximus, my firstborn, miracle boy. Middle child is Lake, that's my preacher man. And my last son's Jagger. And Jagger, man, God healed him supernaturally. There's no spots, there's no trace of cancer. There's no leukemia. And no, it didn't happen overnight. But you know what, every day I made a choice. Every day you're gonna have to make a choice to look fear in the face. Every day you're gonna have to make a choice to speak over the right things about yourself, your mind, your body, your family, your finances. Every day hope rises up and says, no more will the thief come and steal from me because I'm a child of God. And God says that he has poured out himself upon me because he says that I have come to seek and save what was lost and I've come back to bring restoration. I've come back to bring healing. I've come back to bring life and you to live it and proclaim it to the fullness of Jesus Christ. But you have to make that choice. I have to make that choice. Will I have to make that choice tomorrow? Yes. Will you have to make that choice five years from now? Yes. When you get something that totally catches your world off guard, you rise up and you say, today I choose hope. 
Because in choosing hope, I find Christ. And Christ promises me that as long as I'm in touch with him, as long as I'm communing with him and worshiping him and loving him and serving him with all of my heart, with all of my soul, then he promises to still guide and direct and shape and mold my future because he's walking with me. And not only is he walking with me, he's gone before me. Not only has he gone before me, but he says, we win in this because my hope is in God. Hope is my anchor. Jesus is my forerunner. And he walks beside us. He goes with us. So when does it start? When do you start hoping? The choice is today. The choice is now. With every hat bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're in here and you're watching you say, Hope, that's me you're talking about. Like I've gone through some rough spots. I've lost my hope. My hope has died. My world has crumbled. And, And there is something deep down on the inside of me that believes that God is still good, that God still cares for me. He still loves me. He still sees me. That good is still out there. And I wanna get my hope back. I wanna put my trust in God. And you say, that's me. You say, I need to come back to Christ now. I need him to restore what the thief is trying to steal. You say, I wanna make the choice today to start moving in the direction of hope, to find Christ. And you say, I'm not saved, but I wanna become saved. I wanna know Christ. Then I'm just gonna ask you to slip up your hand and put it right back down. If that's you, thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands all over. Thank you for those hands. Up in the balcony, thank you for that hand. You say, I wanna know Christ. Maybe you're in here and you say, Hope, you know, I just need to make the decision. I wanna start today. Today is the day. Why wait? Why wait till tomorrow? Hope doesn't wait till everything works out. Hope doesn't wait till everything that God says comes true. Hope believes today. Hope is moving forward in the direction that God wants you to walk in. And you say, I need to come back to Christ. I need to move towards hope. I make the choice. I want to make the choice today. If that's you, lift up your hand. Thank you for those hands. Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are a good God. You are a faithful God. You always come through for us, God. I thank you that you never fail us, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are a good God. You are a faithful God, Lord, that our hope is in you, that our confidence is in you, Father, that we call on your name. We call on your word, Father God. I thank you that we choose hope today, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God, for seeking and saving us, Father God, when we were lost, when we were messed up, when we were screwed up, God. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for not turning your back on us. Thank you for giving us a future that is bright, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we love you with all that we have, Father. And I thank you, Father God, that everything that we have, Father, every direction you're calling us to move and go in, that we do it, Father God. And we walk with you, Father, every single day. In Jesus' name, everyone said.